we, we want to make sure you know how to quote the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want he making me to lie down in green pastures you restore my soul he leaded me in the paths of righteousness yea though I walk through the I shall fear no evil for thy rod and thy staff some people over there quiet that's all right yeah yeah I, I, and you want the people to be able to quote these scriptures and tell you where they are but many of the people that know these scriptures to heart don't know the god of that scripture welcome to the life experience a broadcast brought to you by life worship center where we're led by a dynamic duo bishop denzel and robin rule we are a church that lives in love operates in integrity walks by faith and have been empowered by God. Stay tuned, there is definitely a life-changing word awaiting you. And now, here is Pastor Denzel with today's word. Last week we, we were teaching from this word and um, we, we kind of zoned into Galatians 4. Um, Cassie, I believe it was verse number 1, I think, uh, where the Bible says that the heir differeth not from a son. Uh, now, different not from a servant um, once he is a child, that you can be um, the, the rightful um, owner of everything, but because of your immaturity, because of your lack of revelation, you can function as a servant. Now, what separates servants from sons, both of them live in the house. And watch this, both servants and sons work for the master. Uh, any one of you that, you know, your parents bring somebody into iron or help clean around the house, if you have good parents, they're going to make sure you understand that you ain't no boss in this house even though this person here to clean up. If you're a good parent. Yeah, because when we was in Palm Beach Street, living in Palm Beach Street, we had a lady called Margie, used to come iron for us, but daddy didn't make sure we understood, no, you don't have no maid. While Marge iron and y'all clean, y'all weed. So, so don't get it twisted that even though we were sons in the house, we still did work in the house. So sons and servants work. But what separates sons from servants is that servants work to please the master. Sons work knowing that the master is already pleased with them. Sons don't matter Sons don't work for the master's approval. They know the master's already approved them. <laughs> Servants gotta work to keep their job. Sons know no matter what happened, they still got a place in the house. We see that manifested in Luke chapter 15, the story of the prodigal son. The boy says, there are servants that are living better than this in my daddy's house. Let me return to my father's house. And the Bible says that when he was afar off, the father saw him, confirming to us that no matter how much you drift, your space in the house is still available for you. You don't lose that. Sons always have a reserved place. Glory to God. That's worth shouting right there, boy. Yes, sir. Keep singing, but that mean that's a song we sing together. Though I forget him and wander away, still he does love me wherever I stray. Back to his dear loving arms will I flee. When I remember how the Father loves me, there is a place reserved for you 
in the house of God. Remember that story about that boy? There was a boy whose granddaddy was a king. His granddaddy's name was Saul. But somehow there was a little war that took place and he was a baby. And, and when the war broke out and they were invaded, uh, the person taking care of him ran quickly and didn't secure him and he dropped to the ground and he was lame on both his feet. His name was Mephibosheth. And the Bible says that when David came into his kingdom, David says, hold on, I believe there's some people from Saul's house that are still alive, that even though their daddy is dead, there's still royalty. Even though their granddaddy is dead and gone, there's still royalty. And so David gave instructions, send for Mephibosheth. I got a seat for Mephibosheth around the table. Even though he is incapacitated, even though he is handicapped, it doesn't change the fact that he's still the son of a king. My God, your handicap has nothing to do with your royalty. Oh God, you know the second service and anything come in my mouth. I'm royal. So royal. Y'all don't fool me. Y'all know, y'all know, know the second service. Anything can come out. Just, just pray for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Never know. All right, all right. Don't, don't, don't fool me now. Yeah, there, there, there is something about when you are royalty, you don't lose it. And you are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. Someone shout, I'm royal. So royal. Oh, some of you are feeling you all dumb, yes. <laughs> I know that's right, yes sir. We're royal, so royal. You don't lose, and you function from the place of being royalty. Mm -hmm. Now what's important about this is that we don't, we don't seek his approval, therefore we don't live in a place of stress. We don't live in a place of toil. I'm driving this five weeks straight now, and I guess some people are saying, would you preach on the same thing for five weeks? Because this is the key to your victory. The key to your victory is leaving the place of toil. I don't care what it is that you're desiring, toil don't get it no faster. Stressing about nothing speeds it up. You can stress all you want, that don't speed it up. It don't happen no faster because you panic it. That tree ain't going to bear fruit no faster because you're watching it every day. Hmm. Hmm. I feel something pulling me down my corner, but I try to determine if I should resist it or not. There's some things that is trying to grab your attention and take your focus, but I'm telling you, you could stress about it all you want. You ain't going to make it happen no faster. The only thing that stress and toil does is that it brings more stress and toil. Carrie, hear me when I tell you, girlfriend. No matter, the only thing that happens when you get addicted to working hard is that you keep on working hard. I understand the spirit of the teaching that says, you know, that you must work and you got to apply yourself and this and that and the other, but you got to be careful that it doesn't consume you. Because you could end up living in a place of toil. I guess that's why the Lord told me to announce um, that vacation's next year. 
Because toil will soak in. And there's some of you, know, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago, you go on vacation and still stress it. I, 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 try, I, try, I try to convince my wife of this. There's some people in hotels that need a job. Don't take their job from them. Don't slow. Robin, Robin, leave that. They getting paid. To, to, I mean, if I don't watch Robin, she grab bleaching people bathroom. You don't need them. Just leave it. Leave that. She go buy bleach. Trust me, I gotta watch it. Flirling. <laughs> she would clean down the people bathroom. Like just leave it. They got it. They getting paid for this. You fool around and clean. What, what happened if all is clean our room? The woman lose her job. Because you all catch gotta clean. Little thing, man. Let's be my pulling off the bed. Little bit like this, man. The woman has something to do when she comes in here. Yeah, look, she drifting. She got idle now. She lose her job because she's sleeping in the bed because the thing. Ain't nothing, for, ain't nothing for her to do. But she coming home, she falls asleep. That don't make no sense. <laughs> but we get so consumed with toil. And I talked about the spirit of toil that you don't even realize that you can't rest. And the only thing that toil does is pull you deeper into toil. Now, we define toil as long, strenuous, fatiguing labor. Long, strenuous, fatiguing labor. Toil isn't work, it is stressful work. And not hard work is that you work. See, it's different between hard work and you working hard. You can have hard work and still not work hard. How are we talking? So there are some jobs that you got to do that is a hard job, but you ain't got to be hard at it. You don't have to be, oh, I have so much work to do. Oh, God, it's so, no, no. No, you're a child of God. We, 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 we rest. We live in a place of peace. We don't allow a job to consume us. These teachers, oh Jesus Lord, I gotta do report cards, oh, I gotta do report cards. Oh. No. I just do them. Because we don't, we, we have hard work, but we don't work hard. So I don't care if you're in construction or whether you're in secretarian. It don't matter. So, so I want you to say something here now. When you, when you get consumed in toil, you always, you end up off balance. You end up making mistakes. And this, I, I learned this about Jesus, and I want you to see this about Jesus. Jesus never allowed anything to pull him into panic. Jesus, hear me, Shante, never allowed anything to pull him into panic. I challenge you to find Jesus in a state of panic at any point in Scripture. Any point where he's in a rush, oh, I got to do this now. I spoke this in the prophetic training class we did the other day, and I need to say it again to all the rest of y'all who didn't come, that you feel like you got a word burden in your spirit, and you got to release that word now. Calm down. 
God didn't rest eternity on your shoulders. We'll be okay. If you don't release that word, and I got to release it in this moment, because if I don't release it in this moment, boy, the flood can destroy the Bahamas. No, I mean, I know you say when you say in the fire, but no, God ain't put the Bahamas in your hands. That's, that's too strong? Yeah, because see what happens is you get in this place of panic and you prophesying from toil. You, you prophesying from a place of labor and whenever you get in the toil, that's carnal. <laughs> when you're walking with God, there's always a peace about you. There's a calm about you. Come on, Dwayne. Don't do that, Dwayne. Dwayne, you cause Dwayne. You find, where you find that, Dwayne? Where you find that there's a deep, settled peace? Abiding. Jesus, Lord, Dwayne, come finish preach this thing, boy. Glory to God. When you, when you walk in with God, there's a peace that you have. And so even though God gave me a word to somebody, I could stop and process that word and make sure I'm hearing him clearly. I don't need to be in a place of rush. The devil is forced rush. Let me say it again. The, the first time we see rush and this need to make a decision was when the devil stepped into Eve. That's the first time we see anything that happened, got to move fast, is when the devil talked to Eve. And all of a sudden now we see this acceleration. Like, hurry up. Don't think, just do. Don't process, just do. Eat it, eat it, eat it, eat it, eat it. And she looked at it and see it was good for eating. And just... It didn't even say many days had passed. Like, Mara could have tell that the serpent, you know what, let's talk about this tomorrow. Because he ain't like she, you know, rush. Where, where you get? I guess the people I got to meet. There's nobody to meet. Everybody right here. She had nothing to do, nowhere to go, but the devil convinces her that she needs to act now. And a lot of y'all getting in plenty of problems because you're letting the devil swing you the same way you swing Eve to make you act now. I got to make a decision now. I said, well, come one time. I said, the man told me if I don't give him an answer by this week, he going to date somebody else. So, I mean, so what you, what you came to me for? You need my advice? Some, some idiot giving you an ultimatum? Do it. I give it a Friday. Bro, don't wait till Friday. It's 1249, 1250, right there. It's done. You can go where you got to go, do what you got to do. You know, buddy, supposed to put you up, your back up against the wall. That's how we get into problems. I told them this morning, when you read the story, it's recorded in Matthew chapter 14, I believe it is. And the story of the uh, feeding of the 5,000 is so crazy. Put it on the screen for me, please, uh, Cassie. This is, this, is, this is crazy here. Now, the Bible says that um, the people then being with Jesus all day long, ain't nothing like church people when they get hungry. I've been in church all my life. Hungry church people, that's a problem. You ever been to a wedding reception? You came there to celebrate me, but let me take you on my pictures. Hold on. I pay for the food. I invited you. I give you a seat. I take in my pictures. 
You cussing and rowing. I get hungry and I eat all day. And they want to take these pictures in the pictures, man. But I pay for the food, though. So you know we strip when we hungry. So the Bible says they have been with Jesus all day and they eat. And you all been there before. You know you're in the anointing, you're hungry. But church, out now. Pastor to stop preaching. Church, even out. Pastor stop preaching. And one of these pretty girls, one of these persons get up here to raise offering. And then that thing moves in your stomach. Because while pastor preaching, you feel good. You get in that word and you get in the hallelujah, glory to God. Hey, 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 hey. And they walk up and talk about offering and you feel something just turn, a wheel in the middle of a wheel. You know, you starting to get cross fast, fast, fast. Yes, hurry, I don't have no announcement, man. What do you mean what's up for? Send a WhatsApp. You no announcement. Are you ready to go? Are you hungry? Oh, jeez. Y'all in the story yet? Y'all see it? So now the people that have been there all day, Jesus didn't preach, now they're hungry. Cyprus go to Jesus and say, Jesus, these people hungry. <laughs> now what's the text? Read the first line, everybody. Ready and read. And when it was evening. Stop right there. There's a problem here. What time it was? Evening. Even me late. I eat all day. This is around six now. You know I eat all day. It's around six o'clock. Listen to preaching all day, your mouth dry. It was evening. The fellas say, Jesus, come on, man, send them, let them go. Because there can be a ride out here in a little while. Jesus does something, Chester, that's crazy. Watch this, boy. Jesus says, <laughs> he says, um, um, go about the crowd and see what you have. Fear, I know you all read this story all your life. You all heard this all your life. But you all never think about this. How, how much men were there? It's 5,000 men. The scripture is very clear. 5,000 men beside women and children. We know children was there because ultimately they got the food from a lad who was a child. So we know children there. Um, we ain't got to be deep or revelatory to know this. Woman was there. Woman like church. And if man in church, woman like church even more. One, ma- one woman and a child for every man. All right? 15, 16,000 thereabouts. That's, that's plain and easy, you know? Jesus says, go through that crowd and see what you have. See, we don't think about it. It's 12 disciples. 12, 000, 12 disciples got to go through 16,000 people, person by person, at what you have to eat. What you, what you, what you have anything to eat? And, 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 and think, 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 think about this. Think about this. Uh, let me... Let me just pick somebody around. Yep, yep, right here. What's your name right there? Right there. Yeah. Sherilyn? Right, so uh, you, you, know, you know Marisha? No, you don't know her. How would you feel? How would you feel, Sherilyn, if Marisha come to you and say, Hi, ma'am, how much money do you have? I need... You can say, but hold on, baby. Yes, sweetie, sweetie, I don't even know you. Because it ain't like Jesus is the one who's going to ask for the food. Because I promise you, Sheldon, you don't know me either. But if I come down and say, Sheldon, how much money do you have? you be like, Pastor, I ain't got much. I get a little something. You'll be like, I'm a little pastor. I preach a little word. You say, you know what? He may want to bless me. So if it was Jesus coming asking for the money, I would be more open to him. But this, this is Bartholomew. <laughs> hey, boy, we don't even know who you is. 
And we come here. How much? You, you, you have any food left on you? Are you seeing it now? So, so uh, read the line again. When was it? So it really late. And Jesus say, go through person by person and find out how much food we have. So now it's later evening. In most night. So they didn't go on around, they didn't go on to the crowd, they didn't deal with my friend over here, who was an Indian Marisa tell girl, if you don't get from around me. And we didn't go on to the whole, the whole crew, and we come out of Jesus sweating, tired, Jesus, we have two fish, five loaves. She said, all right. All right, this, I, I see, we, we can work with this. Um, Jesus, they hungry, Jesus. You and you're playing games. So people hungry. Because I don't know what the, I don't know what the devil you can do with this five bread and two fish. That ain't the funny part. Jesus says, All right, um, tell you what. Divide them into groups of fifty. This is me looking at Jesus. Jesus. Point number one. You couldn't tell me when I was getting for the food that you want them divided at the same time. Because when I was going through there, asking them they had food, I could have grouped them together at the same time. Point number two, Jesus, is 16,000 of them. Who do I put in 50s? Because he said 50s and 100s. So, so do we want this one at 100 and this one at 50? Do you want this one? Jesus, how you know they can let me put them in groups of 50s and 100s? Jesus said, go ahead, put them in. And all this time, Jesus sitting down, chilling, while 12 of these brethren trying to organize 16,000 people. Pastor, what you trying to paint? What picture you trying to paint? I'm trying to show you how Jesus never let anyone put, it, anyone put him in a rush. He never allowed anyone to put him in a panic. Jesus always took command of the situation. He never allowed the situation to take command of him. There are too many situations that are taking command of you. Your brokenness taking command of your life. Your stress taking command of your life. Jesus commanded the situation, and, and, and when they bring everything, he said, they're together? Sorry, let's, let's pray. And, I, and I, I literally walked through this in my mind yesterday, and I'm looking at this and saying, Jesus, you off the chain, you know. If you wasn't Jesus, I promise you, them dudes would have knocked you all the way out. If you wasn't the Messiah, the anointed one, the Christ, listen to me. If I was one of them, I'd say, but you trying to get me killed the other day. You trying to get me killed? Because if I put on people one more time with this game you're running, running all this tape, it can be a problem. Jesus is teaching us, watch this, Jesus teaches us that time is created to serve us. We don't serve time. Thank you for tuning in to The Life Experience. You've been listening to a portion of a message from our pastor, Bishop Denzel Roll of Life Worship Center. We invite you to join us at any of our weekly services held at the C.H. Reeves Auditorium, located Mini Street, just off of Robinson Road. For more information on our ministry, visit us at facebook.com slash the life experience or Instagram 
hashtag LWC Bahamas. You can also contact us at our office, 601-5125. We look forward to seeing and hearing from you. Join us every weekday here on Glory 93.9 FM. Until next time, have a life-filled day.